0: Welcome back to My Choices Podcast, a mini-segment where us career peer podcasters discuss hot topics assisting you in your college career journey and beyond. It's Lena and Jed, again with another episode about the lovely career journey we all endeavor. Last episode, we talked about getting to know your professor and building connections with those around you during your college experience, and with this episode, we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the hot topic of letters of recommendation. I tried to hold back talking about it too much in the last episode because I knew we were really going to dive into it in this one. But I definitely think it needs more airtime and it needs its own episode because it's much more strategic than people think. Letters of recommendation can be very important in the long run.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of people don't take them as serious as they should. Oftentimes it just feels like another thing that you must have to apply to a certain job or college even. Your specific college could require a preferred letter of recommendation, and it can be a burden sometimes, especially if you don't have that many people to ask.
0: Exactly. I feel like that's like the main problem that people run into is they feel like they have no one to ask, especially, you know, if you listen to the last podcast, I probably sound like a broken record right now. But, you know, first and foremost, if someone has to write a letter about you describing, you know, how good of a worker you are, you know, your personality traits, they have to know you.
1: Exactly. I mean, you could ask any person, you know, like a coworker, a professor that you've had at some point, preferably someone in that ballpark, not like a family member. However, it is important to have a connection with them so they can be specific about you in the letters in the letter of recommendation. Uh, The people reading these are reading a lot at one time and they're looking for things that stand out. They don't want to hear the cliche phrases that everyone says because it doesn't matter to them what your person says. It matters how they portray you as a colleague and as a person fitting the role that you're being recommended for.
0: If you think about it, too, like if the person writing your letter of recommendation knows you well and is also like within the field that you are trying to get into, they know what employers are looking for. So they're going to be able to give you that su- like super specific letter of recommendation versus like the vague, like you said, cliche phrases that everyone says.
1: I think the best avenue for people who are currently in undergrad is to definitely find a professor, build a connection with them like we talked about last last episode. Was building connection with your professors and so on, so that you can ask them for letters of recommendation, so that that they can be more personal, and that when they send that up to your employers, that they'll see that someone with a higher standard has written that and is
0: you know recommending you as they chose you as the person to be recommending. Yeah, exactly. Also, I feel like oftentimes as well, like. People will try to ask a professor or somebody that they maybe interact with a little bit to write them a letter of recommendation. I feel like it can almost be, like, insulting. Like, if you think that you have a close enough relationship with someone, but no, you haven't put in the effort to, like, really build that, and asking someone for a letter of recommendation isn't necessarily, like, the best move to make. Like I said, they're not going to be able to write it specifically about you. And if you only come to them when you need something, like in the case of a letter of recommendation... That's not a good foot to start off on either, so they might not write you the best letter of recommendation in general.
1: That is very true, and speaking on the recommendation itself, you want to look for people who are more credible than others. Uh, this hits back to a point I said earlier, like you don't want to ask your mother for a letter of a recommendation or a friend. You would have a former employer, coworkers, or a professor. And depending on the credibility, you want a professor who has a lot of experience in the field, who has worked for a long time, if it's a coworker or an employer, to really show that you are above the standard of other workers to help stand out in the letter of recommendation.
0: Yeah, and, like, another thing, like you said, like the credibility aspect of it, people recognize stuff that they are involved in before anything else. Like, if you are, like, let's say we'll eventually be IU alumni, you have, whether you want to admit it or not like a subconscious bias towards where you came from and what you got your education from so in cases like that it's like if you're applying to a job where you know the ceo is harvard alumni or IU, iu alumni or you know worked their way up through a business that you also worked for like that's really important because they recognize you as having the same values having the same you know skills that it took to get them to the point where they are so they might be more, you know, lenient towards you because you come from a
1: place where they're familiar with. Exactly. It builds that network. Networking is massive, but this is another example of how important networking can be in your career. It can help you with letters of recommendation, like we said, but it can help you in all sorts of places. So building that network is really important, Uh, expanding out into different areas, uh, different employers, things like that. So you can try to use your past experiences as a point to help build that network in which you could later use to help fund your letters of recommendation.
0: I remember the last time I had to ask for a letter of recommendation was, I think, for like the admission to IU, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I can't say this for sure, but I did ask for my letters of recommendation from my old biochemistry teacher who has a double major from IU and has so many connections up here. And my second letter of recommendation was also from my Spanish teacher who got her Spanish and psychology degree at IU. So if you think about it, like people looking over our letters of recommendation, especially like for like the certain programs that we're involved in on campus and the opportunities that we've been given, you know, they probably saw the IU on there and were like, Oh, you know, I can't say that for sure. But at the same time, I really do believe that, you know, being within the network you want is helpful when those people having the credibility and the established relationship that I have with those
1: people was really important. Yep. You stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to reiterate those same points, finding someone to write your letter of recommendation that is credible Uh, making sure that you have an established relationship with them and really building that network to help. I think if you have these three points and you ask these people for letters of recommendations, it's really going to help your overall career journey. Thanks for tuning in to the Minor Choices Podcast, a podcast where we answer your burning questions related to your personal career development process. I'm Jed. And I'm Lena. And if you enjoyed your listen today, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us so others can be assisted in their career development journey. As always, we hope you took something away from the podcast, even if it was only one sentence. If you ever need help with your career path, Lena and I, as well as many other career peer coaches, are available at IU's Career Development Center. Until next time.